Hello, dog. Yo, what's going on, Karen? What's up? What's up? What's up? Well, another week, another doo-doo episode. <laughs> I like the end. I, yeah, like, yeah, and we'll get there. I'll have more to say. I mean, I like the end. I just think it's like a so what kind of thing. I know, I know. So we're on season seven episode, what the hell? Twelve. Thank you, the, the rumor, rumor whisperer. This, is, this episode is all about a rumor that like hurdles at light speed through LA. Um, and, and I just have to say, uh, it, it really makes it seem like everyone on our show is a, a VIP that the eyes of the world kind of uh, are fixated on. And it just makes me wonder, what the hell are they doing in this shithole apartment then? I know. So, okay, here's my question. Mm. I kind of wish that, well, it's not a question. Um, I kind of, <laughs> sorry. It's a well, I thought you were building to it. I know. I might be building to a question. I'm not sure yet. Okay, so I really wish that we would get some sort of like glimpse into the writer's room. Like, don't you wish that? Like, I want a, I want to know what the fuck they were thinking when they wrote these episodes. Like, okay, for example, Kyle's bar, okay? <laughs> we go from last season, the bar was the high point of the episodes. They had some really... Krauss, like they had great jazz artists in there, right? It was oh, kind Diana Crawl, Diana Crawl, Diana Crawl, Diana Crawl. They had some like really cool jazz artists coming through there, and now, and, okay, and then they're gonna like kind of change the vibe. Okay, fine, bars do that, clubs do that, and they're gonna make it rock and roll. But they have Eve. Yeah, I mean. I don't know if that's a writer's room thing or that's a Fox says you have zero money because this show is on its way out kind of thing. But I don't know. I, don't know. I feel like they could have cal- because she's really not good. Well, besides that, you can be not good and have a rock and roll vibe. She's not good and she has no rock she's and roll like vibe. She's like folk. I mean, she's not rock and roll. She's like Cheryl Crow light or something. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't even think she's like Cheryl Crow light. Like, I just think she's terrible. And it doesn't work with the vibe of the club. And I just kind of feel like they could have cast that more interest. Like, it could have been cast better. Well, or it could I have, have been written better. Or it could, like, it's just. I mean, off. everything could it's have been written off, better. Having right? a better podcast? Yeah. Um, do, is it her singing? Is uh, Rena Sofer's real voice her singing voice? I have no idea. Because that's one of my questions when I listen to the song come out of her. Um, and then I'm also wondering, I don't remember if she was musical in life, and she may have been. You know how, like, some of them dabble. But um, but then I'm like, is she writing her own stuff? Uh, that's a question that I do not know the answer to. And I haven't seen anything in the credits, but I also admit to not watching all the credits so i could probably easily answer my question with a, a tiny bit of the reese yeah but you know what the writers are being so lazy why can't what, like why should we work hard i agree that's how i'm feeling right now yeah i agree <laughs> 
the writers are being so lazy. I don't even want to work that hard. Underground, this so it you know, yeah, I don't want to work this hard on this that hard on this podcast. <laughs> should we begin? I think we should begin. By the way, um, who do we think Eve is? We haven't. We still don't know. Oh, like what is her connection to? Yeah, her? what is her connection to Amanda? Do you have a guess? Well, I've seen the episodes, so I kind of have a no. <laughs> like I, I oh, you know, guess. I remember what the you do remember. Is. All right, but but I wouldn't have any idea yet watching this the first time around. Okay, uh, my guess right now, after watching this episode, is that it's her her long lost sister. I like that idea that we've never like heard about. Guess. Yeah, why? I mean, why not? They give everyone a sibling at some point, so why not? Yeah, I know, and they might as well just retcon her entire life because they've done that like every season. This is right? like the third retcon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, building on that, I think Peter is the only character who continues to be an island. Where, like, yes, we found out about his first wife Beth, but like, we know nothing about siblings, parents, upbringing, anything, right? No, he's an enigma. Yeah, so I think they will keep that enigma until the end. Because he's not who he says he is. Oh, and I want to give credit where it's due. Alyssa is also in the room going, I said that too. I said that too. So, yes. She oh, sister? She said sister? No, about Jack Wagner being an island. Oh. oh, oh, or, oh well, okay. I don't know what he is, but Peter being an island. Peter being Yeah. <laughs> we, we have no idea about the real Jack Wagner. Okay. Let's kick this sucker off and get it. Get through it. Yeah. Let's get through it. I think I may have gotten one of my questions from last week or the week before answered right in the beginning here but jane comes to megan's looking for michael because she's still wrestling with this notion that maybe michael is being all secretive because he and megan are having an affair and okay it looks like megan is in jake's old apartment no she's in she's in jane's old apartment she is Damn. I'm pretty sure she is. I'm pretty sure she is based on the placement of the camera and when you're pointing because then i isn't Jake's old apartment isn't that where Kyle moved that that is where Kyle moved and that is where Taylor ended up being Taylor was in there and now Taylor's gone and I think now Matt uh Kyle's brother is in Taylor's old apartment which would have been Jake's old apartment so I still think Megan is in Jane's apartment I think you you could be right about Megan being in Jane's apartment because that's where I had her oriented the last week but I still think Ryan is upstairs I think he's in Kyle's old apartment when he and Taylor first moved in so now who's downstairs who's left I don't know okay we'll have to pay more attention next week but but anyway, um, so Jane, like, asks Megan, and Megan says no. And then Jane is like, I'm sorry, I, I'm just being paranoid about this. And so she leaves, and on her way out, runs into Eve. And then there's this odd thing where Eve asks if she's Megan, and Jane corrects her. And the thing that I took away from this is Jane is like, be careful, this place has a high body count. Which, I mean, includes your sister. <laughs> Which she, she has Which not acknowledged. She yeah. has not acknowledged once since her return. I think yeah. that they have just decided that Sydney does not exist. It's the saddest thing they could have ever done. I know, it really is. Uh, well, maybe, I don't know what's sadder, killing off Matt off the show. Or killing off Sid at her wedding? Yeah, I don't know, yeah, though. 
No, I don't know. I still think something is like extra, like shitty about Matt leaving the show, and then they bring him back to kill him. The thing they, they don't of, even bring the him back to kill him off. Killing Matt off after he's already left the show off screen, it feels more personal, right? It feels like that's somehow <laughs> like a, a mafia. It's like a it's mafia. Like a real <laughs> F you to Doug It's like the Melrose Mafia hit. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so once Jane leaves, Peter arrives and starts talking to Eve, who says that she's moving into apartment seven, and I don't know what that means. I don't know what the numbers are. Um, and is this is this when Eve is just sitting there eating, like, the sushi or whatever? Yeah, she's, like, shoving yeah. sushi in his face, yes. Yeah, she's got, like, a little table set up right by the pool, and, um... He asks if she wants to do something the next night. And then uh, the writers have apparently just, like, talking about a peek into the writer's room. Like, seven seasons in, they've woken up and realized that, like, Amanda can um, see out her window. Like, <laughs> pays attention to all of the tenants. <laughs> yeah, like, we've never like, had that like, before. Like, rear window style. Yeah. Um, so, so she's, like, watching outside. And then she turns around and it turns out, not Kyle, but Ryan is sitting in the apartment with her. Um, and she starts like gossiping with him about all of the drama that she's observing. Um, and then we go like even more rear window on this and Amanda's watching Megan vacuum in her underwear. I mean, it's like a negligee or whatever. Um, I know, but I love how she makes a point of being like, Oh, she cleans in her underwear. It was really kind of funny. I love that point. Yeah. And she's, yeah. And she's like, look, I don't feel bad about doing this. She's the one who's cleaning in her underwear. Um, And then Eve, with the blinds open. <laughs> yeah, right. Eve calls Amanda at that point. She's back in her apartment um, to talk about going out with Peter. And then Amanda's like, meet me in the laundry room so we can talk. They're like college girls now. Um, and so it's like, is that code? Because Ryan knows exactly what you're doing. And meanwhile, on her way down, Kyle shows up. Um, and she just sort of is like, oh, I have to get some laundry. And uh, so she and Eve meet in the laundry room and they talk about Peter. Um, and uh, I think Amanda says, like, he has had his eye on you since day one. It's like, well, day one is yesterday. So you're not really saying that much. <laughs> I mean, Eve just got to town. Um, and then with this confuses me. If Amanda and Eve know each other, have some sort of connection, Eve only now learns that Peter and Amanda were married. So I don't know what their history is at this point, and I can't remember if that makes sense when we get more of an explanation or not, but I thought that too was a little weird. Because Eve is both someone who, like, has been beamed down to Planet Melrose and also seems to have a long-standing some sort of bond with Amanda. So I don't know. Um... But she remains undeterred about going out with Peter, and Amanda, like, hugs her and gives her her blessing. And I think we go to credits. I think that's, like, another longish cold open. And we come back, and Jane comes to uh, Michael's office, um, and she confronts him about his avoidance of her, and she realizes, she announces that he's been starving her for sex, and she, like, like, successfully seduces him right at his desk so again this is now the third episode of like some degree of this like michael trying to test jane and withhold sex from jane and punish jane for doing nothing wrong um 
and like it still sucks. In in his head, she's done something wrong, but that's in about his head, it. he's punishing her for the future sins that yes. she's about to <laughs> And oh, so I lied. I think only now is when we have where we're back from the cold open because I have a note that we had serious instrumental music until the credits were almost completely done and then we get about three lyrics before we jump into the episode um, and we're back with Michael who's now complaining to Peter that he and Jane had sex which you know every heterosexual man on this show does yes poor poor Michael poor um, poor Michael and Peter is not interested as usual um, he's like, marry her and do it before you blow it all when she comes to her senses. Which I feel like he has to say at least once an episode now. <laughs> um, I'm about to say one word, and once I say it, we'll know that the episode is already getting worse. The word is Lexi. Because here she comes again. Here she comes again. Yeah, oh, okay, once again, shout out to Ken Hart. I love Ken. I, we have I, to clarify what he meant when he said thank god for jamie lunar did yeah, he mean like, specifically he, when lexi is bad or like in the beginning or, or did he just i don't mean, really get it either way but or did he just mean like bless jamie lunar for surviving this whole thing this whole no scenario, because the way or... he said it was like she's our one saving grace towards the end and maybe it gets better look the writing for lexi sucks it does suck but but Jamie Lunar can't do anything to build it up. She's she, she's not she's not great here with what they're giving her either. And it's no. not her fault, but it's not great. No. No. Um, so I mean, where else do you go? Even though you hate Amanda, you go to Kyle's for lunch. So that's where Lexi is with Megan. Um, <laughs> she hates Amanda, but let me keep patronizing. Let me keep giving uh, her and, and her husband my uh, my, 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 my cash. My <laughs> um, and, you know, she's talking to Megan about how she misses having sex because um, she doesn't have Peter and she doesn't have Coop and blah, blah, blah. She's like, I don't miss the relationships. I just miss, miss having sex. So I'm going to treat myself to a one night stand. And she's like, want to come with me? Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Megan's like, mm, no thanks. I think at this point, do you think Megan's like, I made the wrong decision? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think I... she does. <laughs> she's like, that was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's wondering if she can turn back time. Um, uh, and this is when they introduce the big almost like contained storyline of the episode because Amanda has been nominated for woman of the year by this entity called Bizline magazine. Um, and I think Amanda is telling this to Kyle at the restaurant and around this time, Ryan shows up and he's like, Hey, that's great. And then Lexi appears from her table and has overheard the, the whole thing. And, um, you know, Kyle was like, oh, yeah, we should open a bottle of champagne for you, Amanda. And, you know, and then I don't even remember what Lexi says in response to the news about Woman of the Year. But she's like, I'm going to leave. And then Kyle's like, we'll have two reasons to celebrate. And I was like, yes, more of this, Kyle. Um, and I think Lexi walks off and goes pig or something like that. Um, and I think Megan and Ryan then talk again. This is the first time since she told him she had been 
a prostitute and he's like i'm sorry it took me a while i was you know it took me by surprise but i'm okay with it now okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> i thought about it and i'm okay with it now yeah i want to just punch him in the face i don't he's like so, him. They've, made him they've made him so like smug and entitled and punchable from oh the my outset. god every time he shows up on screen i just want to send my fist right through it he's terrible you are talking now about the actor or the character or both i'm talking about both okay because I think it was uh, maybe two weeks ago, you were like, and good casting because, like Kyle, Ryan is also a bad actor. And, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they matchy-match. They, matchy they, match. they are a good set in they that are regard. A pair. They're a pair. Anyway. Um, so later, Kyle comes home and sees Eve in her underwear in his apartment because she's over there to try on outfits before her date with Peter. Um... So Amanda has also said this same day that she has found out about these awards, which are apparently a very big deal, but are also happening at breakneck speed. <laughs> she's having dinner with the editor-in-chief of Bizline magazine later that night. But before that dinner, she or drinks, she is currently helping Eve get ready for this date with Peter that she's all about pushing Eve into. Right. Um, so they've also left a note on Peter's door to meet Eve at the apartment. So Amanda doing a real good job of trying to, you know, separate Peter from her life. So while the two women are working, uh, like, like helping Eve get judged up for the evening in the bathroom, Peter shows up. So Kyle and Peter are there alone, just sort of tolerating each other. Um, and the plan, at least initially, is for Peter to take Eve to the Philharmonic. And Kyle is like, what are your intentions with Eve? Yeah, it was really, that you know, was really like, kind of funny. like, what time should I have our home, Dad? Yeah, it didn't work. No, like, it, it didn't wasn't work. Funny. Um, and then, uh, speaking of stupid, Michael comes to uh, Jane and, and the designer, Alex, uh, who are working on her wedding dress. And he's like, guess what? I got tickets for us to elope. I'm like, well, at this point, why don't you just wait? The wedding's in seven minutes anyway. And also, why is he in such a hurry? He he doesn't, like, he's he's being terrible about this. And honestly, if I was Freud, like, if I was a Freudian psychiatrist, I would be like, Michael, you clearly don't want to remarry Jane because your subconscious is telling you, like, all of these things. Like, you're making up all of these stories about her, right? Yeah, like, you know? All self-sabotage, yeah. So it's like completely obvious, like, like, you know, in a Freudian way, he obviously doesn't want to actually marry her again. Exactly. Duh. But that's not um, what we get. No, I mean, what do we get? We get Alex calls him out on not trusting Jane because he thinks Jane will sleep with him again. So Michael punches him, I think, again. Um, and then I swear to God, we're at that same crappy club we were out. It was the, last week, right? It is the same crappy club. Yes, it is. Yes. Which I, I mean, I don't know what backlot set they're working off of, but, <laughs> they, but they had to low use. on the Fox food chain here. <laughs> um, so this is where Amanda is meeting the editor in chief of Bizline magazine for drinks, and of course Lexi shows up. I'm not sure how she found out where they were. I don't think Amanda had said the location, but I don't know. I think it was just a, a happy accident. I mean, Lexi's a woman about town. Oh, she just, this was the place she decided to go to to have a one night stand. Yes. And it happens yeah. to be. It happens to be the same. Which tells me that this crappy club is actually a hotspot, which yes. God help them all. I do want to yeah. say before we dive further into this storyline, 
the editor-in-chief is played by uh, his name is Drew I think he's played by an actor named Bill Sage who is a New York actor and many moons ago um, I was working a red carpet event and Edie Falco was one of the guests, one of the attendees. And he was her guest. Cause I don't know if they went back to like school at SUNY purchase together, or they're just like friends from like the New York theater scene or what, but all across the red carpet, Edie Falco kept saying, this is my friend, Bill Sage. He's great. Really trying to help put a spotlight. Oh on my God. Always, she's good. I always uh, remember that when I think about Edie Falco. So yes. So a few years before that, Here's Bill Sage doing the LA thing on Melrose Place. Um, so he wow. Well, damn, she's good because like that's not like like the red carpets are terrible with people who aren't like the household names. Yeah. Um. You know, like, and then you see like the pap photos after, and everybody gets the name. You know, they get the name wrong, and it's terrible. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, she's good. Good for her. Yeah. That's a good exactly. friend. Exactly. Good for her. Yeah. That's a really and he's a good, good actor. I've seen him in I've seen him in some other work, like indie films and stuff as well. Um so Lexi approaches Drew. Um I don't know if I it sounds like he already knows her. It sounds like Lexi has somehow already established herself not even as like a society name, but as a real player in the world of advertising, which is great given that she just put a company together a week earlier. I'm not I'm not sure how and yeah, I don't know, but really works, everybody but knows her. There's a lot of, I'm not sure how any of this really works coming up. Um, then we go back to Peter and Eve on their date, but they're not at the Philharmonic. They're playing mini golf. Um, I guess somewhere along the line, she was like, I just want to be outside. Um, like everything, she's like, Nell. Like, everything is, like, a brand new experience to her. She says she's excited just to buy a hot dog. Um, and I think he says, I don't know if he says it or if I said it in my head. Like, someone who just hasn't been in the real world or on planet Earth for a long time. Um, and Peter's like, this is, like, the first hot dog you've ever had. And she's like, it kind of is. And I'm like, okay, I don't know if these are clues to something or not. But, but like, really, what does Peter see in this woman? Anyway. Yeah, she's very, I don't know, she's super vapid. Yeah. Yeah. But. And then we cut back to Peter's last girlfriend, Lexi, who is now in bed with Drew, the EIC. And it doesn't take more than two seconds before she's asking if the winner of this whole thing, uh, the woman of the year award is set in stone and he's she's like it's going to amanda and he's like oh yeah no contest ah. <laughs> um yeah and then separately we cut to amanda getting out of bed in the middle of the night and she's again looking out her her window her room with a view uh kyle wakes up and asks in a friendly way if she's watching peter and eve come home um and then we see Peter and Peter drop Eve off at the apartment. She's got this huge stuffed animal prize. Um, and I'm not even like sure how this happened, right? Peter just goes in for like a friendly goodnight kiss and Eve lunges for him and like sends him all the way up against the wall. Yeah. Um, so like he like backs off and she apologizes for overdoing it. Um, and he kind of just like flees from from the complex. And we see Kyle back upstairs going, nice work, matchmaker. 
Yeah, which is, like, why would he flee from the complex? He lives there. I can't remember where he lives anymore. <laughs> but it was like, you're right, he fled from the complex, but it's like, where are you going, Peter? <laughs> you live there. <laughs> is Peter in Matt's old apartment right Peter now? Peter is in Matt's old apartment. Okay. I think. I'm pretty sure. At one point, Coop was in there, right? But then I think Peter moved in. Peter moved in because Coop moved in with he... Megan. Because... Okay. Um, all right. So we're schoolgirls again. Amanda goes to Eve and she wants to hear what happened. And Eve is like, I'm head over heels into Peter. But then she explains that she threw him up against the wall and it freaked him out. Um, and she's like, I need him to know what my real feelings are, which how do you have real feelings yet? You've seen him twice. Um, and she's like, so I'm going to write him a letter. I mean, I mean, what did they write this episode in two minutes? I, mean, I know, it's terrible. Um, so then Michael wakes up. He's passed out on the couch of what seems to be a strange place. It's Megan's apartment. So, although her couch is like kind of old and antique it doesn't seem like her style or what would have been there. It doesn't seem like what I see in any of the other people's apartments. But anyway, she, I guess he came over, got drunk, and crashed there. Because he doesn't know what to do about this whole Jane thing that he has completely concocted in his mind and created himself um, without realizing it. And she's like, you have to apologize to Jane and beg for mercy. Um, and Michael is, here's like the little bit of solipsism we get. And he's like, I'm so pathetic. So Megan just goes, yes, yes, yes you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> and I guess she has to be at work on time. I don't know. She's the one. Uh, so she's like, I'm going to leave. Just lock up uh, after you go. So later on, he's leaving. And Jane, who's renting an apartment for the meantime as well, I think upstairs, I think Brooke and Billy's old place, um, sees him leaving and assumes again the worst about him and Megan. Um, so she goes over to him and he starts apologizing and admits he's been testing her and... He asks for one more chance, and she says, yes, I'll give you one more chance. And I guess the wedding is officially in three weeks? Oh, I have no idea. Well, it's I think tomorrow. one of them says that. Yeah. Okay, is it three weeks? I have no idea. And she's like, this is what you're going to do. You'll court me. We'll date. We'll see how it goes. And she's, like, amused by his folly. She's like, she's not really, she's not really upset. She seems to be mildly worried a couple times that he's cheating with Megan and then like easily dissuaded about that. And then she's just like, Oh, my foolish Michael, everything is fine. Um, and then we get a cameo by Billy Banks blanks, the Tybo guy. Um, Cause Lex yes! is in a Tybo class. Yes! It was like, I think just becoming a thing. Yes. It was just becoming, and there was Billy and they were doing Tybo. I yeah. screamed. It was great. Did you ever do Tybo? I tried it. Well, that's better than me. Yeah, it was weird. That's great. Goody for you. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, no, I don't mean that. That's that's not condescending. That's more than I ever did. So I, mean that when I say great for you. Yeah, it was weird, but yeah. Um, and also in this class are some other women. I don't know if they work at Amanda Woodward. I think they're just in the LA advertising world, which is apparently all anyone in the country knows. Um, but she's here's these other women talking and she goes straight up to the these two women and says that Amanda Woodward slept with Drew to get this award. Um 
And she's like, as many times as she's been married last year, who knows? Which, like, you know, it's cute when you call back to the work you've done in the last year, writers. But when you forget some of the other things you've done, it just cancels each other out. <laughs> um, so, yes, she has now planted the seed. And I guess it's running around telling other people, too, that Amanda slept with Drew to get this award, which is happening, like, day after tomorrow. Um that that you know amanda didn't earn it amanda stepped out to get it um all right so we're back at melrose megan's swimming in the pool when ryan comes down for a swim uh apparently word has spread very quickly about this rumor because it's i don't know evening i don't know i don't know if she came home during lunch i don't know but megan is like did you hear about the rumor and and Ryan has already heard it, and he's like, if a rumor like that were ever started about us, I wouldn't do anything to stop it. This guy is so smooth. This is the guy that Rob Thomas and Santana are really singing about. Uh, <laughs> so a couple things that we've learned here. One, there's apparently a brief heat wave. It's really hot. Two, um, within no time, everyone in the world knows that Amanda has apparently slept with Drew to get this award that no one has ever heard of for this magazine no one has ever heard of. Um, three, this is apparently a Tybo for advertising class that she was taking, if this many people know it. And also, I don't know how word spreads that quickly in a pre-social media viral world, but, <laughs> but uh, who am I to, to reason these things? Meanwhile, Megan decides the way to diffuse the situation with Ryan hitting on her is for her to leave the pool and go back into her apartment. So Ryan is now alone in the pool. Uh, meanwhile, during said heat wave... Michael and Peter are watching sports at the office. We know there's a heat wave because Michael, too, was complaining about how hot it is. Peter is talking to him about the date with Eve, and he's like, the date was great, but I need to avoid the pattern I had rushing into things with Lexi. Uh, I mean, these two couldn't be more different. Um, and at some point, he has gotten the letter. I guess she left it under his door. I don't know. Um, Michael is mocking the letter. Note for the bulk of this, Peter is not mocking the letter. He is like stoic about it. Um, and right around the time that Peter says it's like she lives in a cave, Eve has gotten into and shown up at the office and uh, gotten off the elevator in time to overhear Peter mocking this. So she storms off saying, stay away from me. I feel like Kimberly was more stable than Eve already. Um, but also this dumb thread is not going anywhere interesting um so i guess it's the next day when we come back because the mcbride brothers are playing basketball again it's their thing um and ryan tells kyle about the rumor about amanda sleeping with drew which like like when do we not have tabs on amanda between her kidnapping and her being at the club and her, like, just getting to and from work, when would she even have time to do this? But um, but it's also, like, Ryan, you're a real bitch for teasing it to your brother the way he does, as opposed to being like, hey, before we head out, there's just something I want you to know. I don't believe it, but here you are. But anyway, he's like, look, I know, I know Amanda, but these boneheads don't. And Kyle's like, eh, I'm just going to ignore it. Um, and then Amanda and Jane are trying on dresses for this event. Um, 
when someone brings over a dress. And guess what? It's an Alex Bastian original because there's four people in the world. Because <laughs> all of a sudden, he's the hottest designer we've never heard of. There's one designer. There's one magazine. There's one hospital. There's two advertising firms. And that's all. Um, so Amanda goes. And I love how people were like, is that an Alex Bastian? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the new Michael Kors. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Amanda's trying it on when Jane overhears those same two women gossiping from the Tybo class, and she confronts them about it. And then Amanda hears this, and as and she steps out and confronts them about it, and Jane's like, "Don't go after them." And Amanda's conflicted. She's like, "What am I gonna do?" So this story is moving like for as slow as the other ones are tracking along, they're fast tracking this story. Where like it could go a thousand different ways. It could become a cliffhanger. Like there's so many like miscommunications that could be coming off of the way this rumor is spreading like wildfire. Chief among them, Kyle could hear and and this could right. you know, like put a fissure in their relationship again. Um, but no, it it's not really doing any of these things. So anyway, now Michael is helping Jane move into her new Melrose apartment later the same day, I think. Um and uh, she's already got her, her phone set up because she hears a voicemail from Alex asking if she wants to go with him to the awards because he's got, like, an Amanda Woodward ticket or something. I don't know. Uh, I don't know who this award – I don't know who this award <laughs> thing is for, but almost everyone from the show is there. Uh, I don't know how long the nomination cycle is. Apparently it's two minutes also. So Jane tells Michael she only wants to go with him. So they start going at it, christening her new apartment. Uh, and we spend an extra long period of time just sort of like watching them kiss and disrobe to the point where I was like, why are we spending so much time? Is something else going to happen here? And the thing that happens here is Alex is right outside the apartment. Watch yes. it. Did Which you wonder pervy. that too? Were you like, they're taking an extra long time just showing them make out? Or were you like, whatever? I don't think that I clocked that like you did, but I did. But the thing with, it doesn't go anywhere. Having... No, the thing the thing is, like, okay, if we have this semi-triangle where Alex and Jane have a past, Michael and Jane are supposed to be having a future, and Michael is sabotaging it, then Michael's already the bad guy. We don't need to worry that there's a second bad guy in this triangle. Right. And... I don't need two. I don't need two shitty guys in the same story with Jane at the same time. And right, right. Mike, Michael right now is a shitty guy, so I don't need to worry that. Alex is coming in to be shitty. But of course, there's no reason for them to write Alex into the show if he's not going to be shitty, because everyone they write in with a, uh, a guest arc is turns out to be shitty. <laughs> right. right. We just want shitty people on Melrose Place. Yeah, but I like fun shitty. I know. And nobody's fun shitty. They're just shitty shitty. Exactly. Shitty shitty. Shitty um, shitty. I don't think that's changing anytime soon. Um, meanwhile, Amanda is working late at her agency, and we know it's after hours because all the lights are off again. And that's when Kyle shows up. Except for the one tiny one on her desk, right? Like, she's, she's got, got a little, little tiny lamp, lamp. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lighting the world. Um, and, you know, she's pissed and frustrated because she's aware of this rumor, and she's like, I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't with these awards. Um, and she's like, I have to tell you something. And he's like, I already know about the rumor, and I don't care, and I don't believe it. And she's like win or lose no either way i'm screwed which like yeah and there are 
25 years later or whatever, 24 years later, there there are uh, contemporary um, lines that can be drawn from from this whole uh, sort of misogynist situation. Um, and then things go from bad to worse because at Kyle's, Eve is singing again. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> no, God, I mean, I think I wrote down, that, God, these songs are terrible. They really are. Um, she finishes the song and Peter shows up. Um, so she takes a break from, I don't know, if she does one song per set or what, I don't know. But she's like running, she's walking away for a bit and she sees him. So she tries to run away from him and he follows after her and explains that what she heard him saying isn't really how he felt. And she's like, well, I feel like an idiot. And he asks for another date to make it up to her. Um, And she goes into her dressing room, which I didn't realize that the performers at this restaurant turned club had, but good for her. Um, and meanwhile, Drew comes straight to Lexi to reprimand her because he knows that she started this rumor, um, and it's apparently gotten everywhere. It's gotten to him, yeah. At this all point, all LA. Now he knows, um, and, and and he's saying this to her at work. So she's basically got him. Like, there's nothing he can do. The rumor is out, and she's like, "Look, I got everything I wanted out of that lie." Uh, and Megan overhears all of this. So now Megan knows that Megan Lexi knows started, uh, the rumor that started the whole world crying. Um, and now it's it's that night. Kyle is ready for the awards. He goes, Amanda, the limo is coming in 10 minutes. Uh, I don't know what kind of awards these are. I mean, I think this is something they could have driven themselves to, but whatever. Uh, Amanda's meanwhile not dressed yet. She doesn't plan on going. She's eating pretzels or something and watching boxing on TV. It was wrestling. It, it was, was a wrestling. wrestling. It was, it was wrestling. WWE. Yes, it was oh, like okay. I was like, oh my god, that's perfect. Um, what was uh, Peter and Michael? Were they watching basketball? Were they also watching wrestling in that other scene when Eve? I don't know. In? I thought I thought they were watching football. Oh, okay. Maybe. Who knows? I don't even know what season we're in at this point. If it's like winter or what? Yeah. Who, who knows? Um, uh, so Kyle like picks Amanda up, carries her into the bedroom, uh, and he's like, "We are going to go. You're going to get dressed and go." He picks out a black dress and puts it on over her. Um, as he's putting on her shoes, she asks him to make love to her, and and I I thought she was doing that to be like, "Well, if I distract him, then we'll be late and we don't have to go to the awards, and that's her way of getting out of going." But no, they show up, so. They just get some nookie in beforehand. Meanwhile, and I think these are the only people in our cast who don't show up at the award ceremony. Eve meets Peter at the park um, for their date. Um, and she apologizes and is like, I've never really been in a relationship, so I don't know how this goes. And he apologizes and says he's damaged goods. Yeah, sure. He's also a guy with a criminal past who's been in jail for trying to kill people, including Amanda, but whatever. Um, They decide to give it a go, and they kiss. Now we're at the awards, right? Do you even see any chemistry? Like, there is no chemistry between them, right? No, because we're supposed to believe this is, like, love at first sight, that it's a love match of, like, odd opposites or something and it just feels so rote it just feels so you two people have are assigned to each other right that, there you go no there's there's like no chemistry there there's no match between the two of them 
Absolutely not. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. No, I mean, I don't really know who could be drawn to Eve because she's, like, not a real person at this point, but but I don't know. Maybe Ryan, because he seems oh, like anything. That's a good idea. Be drawn, should be drawn to him. Mm. Uh, so Lexi is drunk at the awards, and she's sitting with Megan, uh, and it, she, like, shouts something across to Drew at his table. Uh, Jane and Michael are there. They're dancing. Alex is there just watching them. Um, he's talking to an onlooker who maybe is his date, since Jane wouldn't go with him. Um, and she says, like, cause the onlooker is like, oh, look at that dress. And he's like, I'm looking at the person wearing it, not the dress. Like, this doesn't bode well with Alex, but but none of this has. Um, so then Megan tells Ryan, I mean, she's making a mountain out of a molehill, really, with all of this. Um, and she tells Ryan she knows how the rumor started. And he, he tells her to do what she thinks she should do. So Megan needs to find a way to tell Amanda that Lexi started the rumor. And she does it in, like, the stupidest, <laughs> direct way she possibly can. Passing notes. <laughs> um, so meanwhile, Amanda and Kyle do arrive, and people are like looking and whispering at them, and they take a seat, and Jane and Michael take a seat next to them at their table. Jane asks Michael to get some champagne for all of them. I don't know why it can't be Michael and Kyle go, but for our purposes, it has to be Michael, and this is why. Because when Michael is at the bar, Megan goes to tell him something. Um, we see this from afar, and then up close we see Megan slipping a note for Michael to give to Amanda. And she does not give Michael any of the context of this. And so Michael doesn't really know or care about what's going on, but Jane sees what's happening from afar and misinterprets. So I think Amanda and Kyle have like gotten up to dance while it's just Michael and Jane at the table. And and Jane is like, I saw Megan hand you a note, so you are having an affair, aren't you? And Michael's like, no, that's not what it is. I don't know what this note is about. And all the notes said, meet me was, in the bathroom. Meet me in the bathroom. <laughs> was like, Amanda, meet me in the bathroom. Megan, just meet me in the bathroom. So instead, Jane goes to confront Megan. And you know what? I like the idea of this matchup. I like the idea that wife number one and potential wife number five or six, whatever, uh, is going to face off with wife number four because they never really had any time overlapping together uh, before Jane left the first time around when she became the next Mrs. Mancini. Right. So, like, even giving them time in any way, shape, or form together is a little bit of fun just because of that, that history. So, okay, are they going to yell at each other? No, because Megan instantly clears it up, and Jane easily understands, and now they both know, like, okay, Lexi has started this rumor that you've all heard about Amanda, and it's not true. So Jane is like, I know what I'm going to do. So Jane goes back to her table, which by now the awards have started. Uh, you know, lights are down. Uh, so she tells Amanda, right as Drew is reading the nominees. So apparently this whole event is an award with just one category, which, <laughs> which doesn't amazing. happen. But, <laughs> and also it's like, okay, so if it's going to be an event like that, then this is just something you announce the winner ahead of time. And then it becomes like the annual award 
is an honor that goes to so-and-so. All right, whatever. Drew is there. He's reading the nominees. And surprise, surprise, Amanda wins. So Kyle, ever the supportive husband, leans in and says, no prisoners. Amanda gets up there. She says, originally I was going to say something else, but I know what you guys are all thinking of. So, so ultimately she uses her time up there to decline the award. And she says, instead, I'm going to give this to Lexi Sterling, the lowest of the lowest. And she walks down and hands the award to her. And Lexi, I guess, didn't anticipate this backfiring in any way. Right. Getting publicly shamed or called out in any way. So the episode ends in slow-mo with her just looking pissed, like Amanda won the battle. So great. Great for Amanda. Great for owning the situation. But God, what a stupid situation. And, and, you know, it wasn't a cliffy. We don't have a clip. Well, well, I mean, the other unless... thing. I mean, there were all these. There were all these ways this could have been dragged out. This could have really been a nail in the coffin for Jane and Michael. The way Megan got in the middle of it. This could have been a problem with Megan and Lexi. Maybe this could have been a whole problem with Amanda and Kyle. This could have even been a problem with Ryan and Kyle. Maybe Ryan believed it and Kyle knew it was a lie. Blah 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 blah. None of this matters because by the end of the episode, it's done and sealed shot. No, mm-hmm. no cliffhanger. Not even like. Amanda won, what's she going to do? And we pick up. The, this show doesn't typically work like that anyway. No, it's resolved. Yeah. And great, because Amanda got the upper hand. Yeah. But, like, the mechanics of all of this are just so elementary. It's so high school. A rumor spread. Every Like, the thing I would have loved, and I think this is maybe ahead of its time, because it's more a part of the actual Me Too era, is is, like, if Amanda had called out all the people who gossiped and who fed, you know, like fed the rumor in this brief period of time. But just the same, enough that Lexi got some of her ass handed to her is at least something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that I enjoyed, um, but that was about it. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, the payoff on this episode came at the very end for me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Again, it's like these are the this is like the bonfire of the vanities. These are the masters <laughs> of the universe, right? <laughs> Lexi and Amanda are are like the Kardashians in this world, and yet they still own that shithole. I know oh, they're Lexi still does. in the shithole. They're st- well, yeah, Amanda is. Um. So, uh, uh, credit perhaps. I'm I'm reaching. It's a different kind of episode. It's a different kind of structure than what we often get, but it it was labored. So labored. Uh, and that and that's it, guys. That's our episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like, it was just bad. Yeah, I mean, this is the first one I can remember in a long time where where Alyssa was like, that episode was just bad. That episode was just terrible. Usually she can see things in it that, that even we are like more jaded, more tired uh, and, and too impatient to really embrace. But this one, she was like, this is so dumb. Yeah. And, and it, it isn't like, season... and I think she, and I think she just hates everything Lexi is doing too. And I, it's not like season four bad where like, it was season four that I hated, right? Season four yeah, was a bad one. Yeah. Like, it's not like season four bad where you're like, it is like, you're just actively angry at how bad it is. This is like, I don't care bad. Yeah, I mean that's the problem as we keep watching episode upon episode is but I don't I don't like this world anymore. Yeah. 
Like, I'm just like, I don't even care. You know, I'm kind of hoping that a nuke drops on Los Angeles right now yeah. and puts all of us out of our misery. Yeah. I mean, at this point, you want, like, a sinkhole to open up. Yeah. 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 Like, please, take, please. Take, take Ryan first, though. Yeah. <laughs> let's have the big one. Let's have the big earthquake and let, let the earth swallow them up. You know, it's just, they're terrible. Yeah. Cosine. Yeah. So and, that's and the that's episode. Well. well, that's it, guys. Uh, I can't think of more of a ringing endorsement to keep up with the show and season seven than that. But, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to plug away. Yeah, we're we're going to keep going. Ep- next week is lucky episode 13 of uh, the final season. And uh, we'll see uh, where this goes. We'll see what crazy Eve is up to next in, on top of everything. Yay. It, we're going to the boulevard, right? Are we going? Yeah, yeah we are. All right, yeah. let's go. We're going. Bye. See you next week on the block. Bye.